0: You're listening to the Fantrax Podcast Network. Fantasy Sports Entertainment lives
1: here. Football systems check. Microphone check. Record enabled. Kate check. Michelle check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a problem. copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have Ball Blast. What is up, Ball Blastees? Ball Blastees. Ball Blastees? Okay, is that the name we're going with now? I, I don't know. We need a. I don't a name think I like it. Our crew. Can, should we start over? Because I don't, <laughs> don't like that name. Ball blast, ball blast uh ball blast, kateers, ball kateers. Can we
0: go to ball <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm well, regressing the more we'll, that I'm. We'll speaking. keep trying
0: to think of a good uh, name for that. If anyone wants to give us any ideas, we would appreciate.
1: Oh, we would so appreciate it because apparently, ball blast kateers is not going to be a thing. No. Um, we got a lot of good feedback on the episode last week. Apparently, we're going to have to make this chugging contest like a regular event.
0: Oh, for sure. Event. Apparently, we need to make it a full beer, A. And, and B, not a Michelob not, Ultra, because yeah, God ultra. forbid,
1: you guys. I'm sorry it's not a 9% craft beer. <laughs> I do love me some Mickey Ultra, especially when you're chugging.
0: Like, Yeah, I can't, I'm not going to It's chug. ultra light. I love it. Can I love Mickey. So, we so we're gonna stick with Mickle of Ultra, but we'll do a full beer next time. We can handle that.
1: We anytime handle we do beer. uh are it's been decided anytime we do like a draft style event, we will be checking a beer to decide who gets the first pick. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get right into uh, some segments after we get through the news and notes. Today we're gonna be talking about quarterback and tight ends of the 2019 NFL draft. Um, fantasy football implications. What what effect are they gonna have moving forward? How are we looking at them in dynasty startups and dynasty leagues? So um let's get into it. Breaking news, everybody. Gather round. Carrie Johnson is fully recovered from his knee injury in 2018. And Also, breaking news, Matt Patricia still wants to suffocate him to death with a pillow.
0: You know, I know Patricia wants to do that. I'm totally with you there. I don't think he will be able to. I think On Johnson's stronger than Patricia. He'll be able to beat him and not be able to be suffocated by a pillow. You know what I'm trying to say?
1: Matt Patricia's a big man. He
0: is, but... Kerryon Johnson's tell it's going to win out. He's going to be impossible to keep off the field. I love Carryon Johnson for this year. If he stays healthy, I think he's a beast. Even if, if even if he has to split some carries with C.J. Anderson, I still think it, it'll be okay.
1: I worry about C.J. Anderson vulturing a couple of touchdowns. Oh, yeah, for sure. That will happen. Um, that's going to happen
0: on any team. Like when you'd watch Sony Michelle, you know, and then New England would put in. Devlin? Yeah. <laughs> New England would put in a fullback. And give him the touchdown. It's in the
1: name. Devil in. <sighs> Devil in. But yeah, Stop it. It yeah. happens to the best of them. It does. Um, Isaiah Crowell, uh, the biggest threat in the Raiders' backfield to Josh Jacobs' production. Uh, placed on the IR this week for a torn Achilles during a team workout. Raiders have re-signed Doug Martin. oh Uh-oh. Oh, no.
0: Are we excited for Doug Martin?
1: Oh, yeah. I think this is a huge hit to Josh Jacobs. I'm I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) If you needed any confirmation that, like, Isaiah Crowell wasn't going to be a thing this year, this is it. Because he can't be a thing this year because of the torn Achilles. So I'm sorry. I
0: think Doug Martin is going to be made to be a thing, and Corral would have been made to be a thing because Josh Jacobs cannot handle a full workload. He has not done it. I don't see how he doesn't do it in college and all of, all of a sudden is able to handle a full 16-game workload where he's the workhorse back in a team. I can't see that being a possibility without him getting injured or worn out. So, I do think Doug Martin will
1: see his carries, and I don't think he's a bad. How many carries to do you take. see Doug Martin having at the end of 20, 2019 19? season? Um, I don't Years know. Years That's hard. a hard question. 100? Yeah, 100. Like, that's a good. That's a reasonable. I think that's he'll a get 100 carries. That's fine. Um, but I
0: think he gets a little bit more touchdowns than anyone would think.
1: That's assuming that the Raiders are score going to be scoring touchdowns. Um, <laughs> True. Bold prediction for 2019. Um, Cardinals- bold prediction
0: that the Raiders score a touchdown yeah. in
1: 2019. That is racy take. Very, very spicy. Um, <laughs> on another note, uh, staying on the West Coast here, Cardinals GM Steve Kime has confirmed that Kyler Murray will be the week one starter. Oh, my goodness. Are you for real? It's not Brett Hunley. Brett Hundley is a talent.
0: I just cannot believe that they're not going to give Brett Hundley a chance. Like, you are just going to throw this rookie out there right away? Like, that makes no sense to me. I know. Sar- sarcasm for anyone that <laughs> cannot understand <laughs> that. Obviously, Kyler Murray starting. Come this on. This
1: podcast has started off on a very saucy yeah, note. We've had a sad. rough day on Twitter. It's, Ugh, I've know. had a rough day on Twitter. You have not. Put us in a... Note.
0: Angry, yeah. yeah. What is in A mood. Anyways, yes. Obviously, Kyler Murray starting week one, but yeah.
1: um, I like that. Put your guy in right away. I do. I like that. Like it, it's kind of like when you look at the Browns. Once you've committed your your number one overall pick to your starting quarterback. Or your presumed starting quarterback, get them in the game, get them involved yeah. in the offense, get them at the very least first team reps if you will not commit. And at least, like with the Browns, they had a little bit hard over this
0: decision because they had Tyrod Taylor in front of Baker. He is a more talented quarterback and more well established than Brett Hunley's ever been. And they traded a third round pick for, uh, Tyron taylor so i get them wanting to see what they had in the in the veteran there but, but. to not
1: give the guy first team reps i yeah. i can't well, anyway
0: you know hugh jackson what are you <laughs> uh, gonna
1: do matt nagy has come out and said uh about his new star running back david montgomery it's nice to have a three down back <laughs> it's
0: nice that has
1: to hurt terry cohen like like, if you were to hear that, if you're a Cohen, that has to be like, ouch, you know? And after that, uh, there was some talk that Tariq Khan may see fewer carries in the 2019 NFL season. Maybe more of a receiver joker back. He saw 20, or I'm sorry, 91 targets in 2018. I think he only saw 99 carries, too.
0: So, like, getting any less is not and going to be good for his fantasy He's going
1: value. in, like, the fifth round. I've been that telling ADP people to stay high. away from
0: Cohen since they got Mike Davis. And now Mike Davis is obviously kind of ruined with this David Montgomery. But then it's just the same exact situation with now David Montgomery, except it's worse because, you know, they just drafted him. He's a very talented young back. And he maybe does the not care
1: about our fantasy teams, like yeah. at
0: all. Rude. Cohen will still be involved in the Chicago Bears offense. I just don't think he'll be a reliable fantasy option week in and week out. But I think he's going to be that.
1: involved in, in Matt Nagy's terms, like not not on a week-to-week basis and not in a predictable way. Matt Nagy is a smart coach, and that's part of why he's going to be hard to predict because he is a good NFL coach. Um, I, would, I would see him in maybe like the 100 to 110 target range if you're mm-hmm. going to get him more involved in the passing game. But to hear that he's going to be losing more carries as a running back, not pumped about it, um, For especially for the price where he's going right now in startup drafts, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. Um, congratulations to Carson Wentz. The Eagles have exercised his fifth-year option, sort of expected after Nick Foles left town, headed to the beautiful, sunny Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, no long-term deal yet. I like I. I think
0: they need to see if he can stay healthy before they give out tons of money. They I mean, do. If they pay him, it's going to be a massive contract, like one of the top highest because that's just what keeps happening, and Carson Wentz is a great talent. You have to see if he can stay healthy. You have to see if his back can stay healthy before you offer this huge contract.
1: Back injuries always – have me on red alert. I don't like back injuries. They're chronic. They never they never really go away. It's sort of like one one bad tackle and you're back to where you started.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They make me nervous. Carson Wentz makes me nervous, a little more, more nervous from like a dynasty perspective, but hopefully he's falling a little bit for you. Um, nonetheless, I think the fact that they felt comfortable letting Nick Foles head out of town... Um that says a little bit of, a little bit of something about what you're doing there. So and that the trust that you probably have committed in Carson Wentz as your long-term quarterback. Um yeah. I do feel like there's a little
0: bit more hesitancy in trading away foals than there should have been. They were kind of like, "Oh, we really don't want to, but we're kind of stuck in the situation where we have to." But for
1: the amount of money that that backup costs, holy moly. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't afford to have both. Yeah, I, I don't know how they would have pulled that off. So I, I think it was a good move for Jacksonville nonetheless, and they've got uh, at least a, a decent quarterback, which I think he's he's certainly an upgrade to Blake Bortles. So you have you have that stock in there. If the defense makes some improvements from where they landed last year, I think Jacksonville is going to be in a good spot. It's just Philly sort of has to figure out their – their realm there because the talent is absolutely there, but you have to worry about long-term health before you invest in big quarterback money. Um, let's speaking of quarterbacks. There were some big moves made at quarterback. Yeah, we're going to get into some fun new ones. Yeah. Like, I love me some
0: rookies. You just Shiny have no, new quarterbacks. Yeah, you have no idea what you're getting. It's something additional coming to the NFL that can co- totally change the atmosphere. Like, look what Pat Mahomes did. Oh, electric. Hey, he yeah. changed
1: the AFC just entirely. Him
0: and Baker now. All of a sudden, Him, the AFC. Him, Baker, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it's the AFC just, looks so strong now, and the NFC is kind of like, me, meh,
1: meh. meh. Yeah. You're okay. But yeah. the AFC
0: is looking awesome and young and great. Love it.
1: Yeah, there were a lot, of, a lot of big moves made, particularly in the NFC. I think the NFC saw the AFC get all their brand-new shiny quarterbacks and thought they'd, they'd trade their, their guys in for a newer model. Um, let's talk about the first overall pick of the NFL draft, Senor Kyler Murray.
0: I love it. I love this for the Cardinals. I I wish the best for Josh Rosen, but I think you can't give up Kyler Murray because you drafted Josh Rosen last year. Like, I like what they did. They traded him away. Go get your man. That's going to fit your system. Um, And then they drafted him a bunch of weapons uh, in Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, and Keyshawn Johnson. All three very well-regarded wide receivers coming out
1: of college. They still have Christian Kirk there. Love Christian Kirk. He's going to be a fantastic replacement in the slot for Larry Fitzgerald. If I had to pick one of the wide receivers, I'm still sticking with Christian Kirk. Like, that's the guy I, I want. I absolutely want him, especially in PPR formats, because of his use in the slot. Love Christian Kirk. I, I think, think he's, he's the
0: best, you know, option to replace Larry Fitz. Larry Fitzgerald's going to be 36, like pretty shortly here. Holy
1: Moses. Yeah,
0: he's he's getting up there. He's a little old man. So um Aww. he may still be able to produce somewhat if you know they can get him open and Murray is decent. We may see some uh usage still out of Larry Fitzgerald. But I'm going to go with Christian Kirk
1: here on out. I, I love Christian Kirk. I think that Kyler Murray is a super interesting prospect. I do think he's going to work well in uh, the Kingsbury offense. We're going to see them spread the entire field with guys. You're you're not going to be able to to stack the box against David Johnson with the way that I think we can expect that Kingsbury gonna scheme offensively so I think this is really good news for David Johnson Kyler Murray can be a mobile quarterback love it I think he's going to open up rushing lanes yeah and
0: I just got Kyler Murray in a non-super flex um, 12 team startup dynasty in the 10th round like late 10th I like that value for him with his potential, like, he could totally be the next Baker of Patty Mahomes. Oh, yeah. um, And then next year he's going to be way more expensive. So I grabbed him in the 10th. We'll see what happens. Um, not too much of a risk there at that cost.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, with the guys that are going in the 10th, most of your sort of high upside quarterbacks are gone by that point. So do it up. Um, with the number six overall pick, <laughs> Daniel Jones. Yeah. Danny. I mean, I D-money. don't know what to say.
0: It's fine. I mean, if that's their guy, that's All their right. guy. All right.
1: So anyway, Daniel Jones <laughs> drafted number six overall to the New York Giants. David Gettleman is convinced that two other teams would have taken him before their 17th overall pick that they acquired from the Cleveland Browns. Are you buying that? No. No, not at all. No.
0: But when it comes to fantasy purposes, you didn't want Eli Manning. You don't want Daniel Jones. Um, I don't think that Daniel Jones changes anything about the wide receivers on the team, even if he ends up playing at all in 2019, which I don't believe he will. Um, like
1: Pro Football Focus had a third-round draft projection on him, and he went number six overall. I tend to trust Pro Football Focus's uh, player analysis. His college stats were fine. And um per per uh per source, Daniel Jones actually went to the Manning football camp. Yeah. That's, which got him an in as yeah, the number six. That's why they drafted him because he's friends with the Mannings. He just doesn't look like the refined guy that you want to take at number six overall when you had this monstrous defensive draft class like there were guys on the board that god if you really wanted Daniel Jones I'm sorry he was going to be there at 17 you can't excuse that and if that. he wasn't then that was just you know that's just fine yeah Let that him go. was just
0: the, the world telling you you know what we saved you from a mistake
1: now do you think this means that Eli Manning will make it through the entire 2019 season as the starting quarterback I do all right, so you, you see this oh, maybe being like entire. a Patty Mahomes like situation?
0: Four, 14 games, 14 okay. games, and then they finally give up and they give it to Daniel Jones. Okay. Uh, right. But again, it, it there's no fantasy implications off of this. It does not matter. I don't see any difference. Does it hurt Saquon Barkley? I mean, if Daniel Jones doesn't literally get scared to death and pass the ball to Saquon Barkley three yards away every single play because he won't throw long, uh, yeah, maybe that hurts him. 'Cause right now Saquon Barkley is very much helped by that with Eli Manning. So if Daniel Jones isn't afraid to throw along, then yeah, that'll definitely hurt Saquon.
1: All right. I like it. They gotta they gotta beef up that O line. <laughs> Hopefully uh Daniel Jones has a really good Eli face. Otherwise, what are we gonna watch the entire time when we're watching Giants games? <laughs> I I agree. I don't really think there are any fantasy implications, so I think we can move on. Uh, Mr. Dwayne Haskins fell to 15 overall to the Washington Redskins. Um, I like this fit for him. I like the, the fit in the offense. I like this pick for the Redskins. I cannot believe he actually made his way down to number 15 for the Redskins to take him. I thought they would at least have to move up in front of the Bengals. If one of the linebackers didn't fall to them, I thought, they might take Haskins here.
0: Yeah, I was pretty shocked by that. I think this was a weird year where a lot of teams going into the draft didn't have a desperate need for a quarterback. So, like, you had the Miami Dolphins, but they were in complete rebuild mode, and they were working on that deal with Rosen, like, that whole time. So that was off the tables. And then, like, since he doesn't necessarily need another quarterback when they have Dalton, uh, Denver Broncos didn't necessarily need a quarterback when they have Flacco. So it was just a weird year where – teams didn't necessarily need a quarterback.
1: It was. And when there was so much defensive depth in the draft, I, I just think people prioritize their defense when, you know, you didn't have that super glaring need at quarterback. Dwayne Haskins, he's a super clean pocket passer, um, can make some really pretty throws, and he's got a nice football IQ. So I, I think you need all of those pieces when you're trying to execute An offense with maybe less than ideal pass catchers.
0: Yeah. And I don't necessarily want Dwayne Haskins in fantasy. Like he's not going to be someone I look for or target. Um, But I guess he can help out the wide receivers there. They're kind of rough. Like Trey Quinn or Paul Richardson, I don't really want them. Um, Terry McLaurin, if that's how you say that, right? (laughs) I don't know. Third round pick, uh, wide receiver. He would be the most interesting piece for me there. Um, but i am again, in redraft, I'm not touching a rookie wide receiver, uh, but maybe in dynasty, he would be a good target cause he's going pretty late. And then Kelvin Harmon, he went way later than anyone thought. So he could be a good, really good sleeper pick as well.
1: Absolutely. And Dwayne Haskins, I do like his prospect. He's not like a rushing quarterback. So you're not going to have that like Josh Allen floor floor. Where he's gonna get you those rushing yards, which are worth a little more in fantasy.
0: So that's why with Kyler Murray, I would be okay with even taking Kyler Murray in redraft super late, because you know you'll have that floor of his rushing yards. You're not going to have that with Haskins. It's gonna make it pretty hard for him to uh, contribute enough in the f- like when it comes to fantasy for you to be able to play him in his rookie year.
1: Absolutely, and without a clear cut like wide receiver one, it makes it a lot harder because you don't have like a go to guy. Yeah. Um. Jordan Reed, he's Jordan Reed. Probably not going to rely on him much. It's it's not going to be great this year, but I really like this long-term acquisition for the Redskins. Um, next up, we've got Drew Locke. Went in the second round, number 42 overall pick to the Broncos. They took uh, tight end Noah Fant in the first round. Came back, sat out. They didn't trade up. Uh, They actually traded back. This was the pick they acquired from the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Devin Bush trade, I believe. But they sat tight. I think they saw that there wasn't, like, a huge urgency for Drew Locke, um, and, and they waited. They got their guy here. They've also got Joe Flacco, who I think is going to be a good placeholder until you can develop Drew Locke into whatever you expect him to be until whenever you're ready for him to start. But I do think that the Broncos actually have some solid offensive pieces here. I think they're still sort of rebuilding a little bit. I don't see a great season for them ahead, but I think um, if they can make Drew Locke into something, I think that he's got enough assets around him right now to help out. The only
0: thing I think this may hurt are the young wide receivers there, Sutton, Hamilton, Tim Patrick.
1: It might set them back
0: a couple of years in their development. Yeah, it, it's going to hurt, especially if Flacco plays this year. So then they went from Case Keenum to Drew Flacco, then to Drew Locke. Even if Drew Locke's good, it's still just a, a big learning curve when you have to keep changing quarterbacks like that as a young wide receiver in the league.
1: Yeah, and I think the – the talent is definitely there for the wide receiver core. They've got good running backs with Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay. They've got pieces to move the ball. They've still got monster defensive pieces. I like where they're sort of heading, but they really just need to sort of figure out how to puzzle this whole piece together, like with Flacco and how to make that transition. Yeah, and we'll be
0: talking about their first round pick in Noah Fant in a little bit here. Ooh, ooh.
1: Um, who else we got? Will Greer, picked to the uh, Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton's new backup.
0: And. I'm not so sure he would be the backup, you know, like same thing with the Steelers last year, Mason Rudolph. He wasn't the number two right off the bat. So I feel like people just assume that he'll be the the starter if Cam Newton can't go with his shoulder, which I think Newton will be fine in 2019. But if he can't go, Kyle Allen was pretty decent in his game that he had to play in week 17 last year. So I would uh, would actually assume that Kyle Allen would be the number two and Will Greer would come in next season as a number three quarterback.
1: Interesting. I do. I I have my own concerns about Cam Newton's health uh, in 2019. I think I, it's it's just hard to stay say with his style of play. Even if he comes into this season healthy, does he stay healthy? He's had num- numerous. You're also the Cam Newton hater, though. I am. A Cam so Newton I hater. don't trust anything you're saying. I, I no. So this is me coming off scared from Andrew Luck. I don't like shoulder injuries and I don't like when you've had multiple shoulder injuries and Cam Newton's playing style doesn't protect him from shoulder injuries. So I know there's reports he's been trying to trim down. He's trying to um, have himself in the best possible shape, which might help his case. But I still have my concerns about Cam Newton from a long-term standpoint. And, um, you know, investing like a, a mid third round pick, you know, in your possible backup quarterback. It's interesting. I think it's worth talking about. I think there's no real difference here
0: for me in fantasy terms or fantasy relevance for the Carolina Panthers offense if Cam Newton sits out either way. Like, Will Greer doesn't make me feel better um, that he's there if Cam Newton has to sit out.
1: Yeah, and that's why I, I posted my divisional rankings for those of you who haven't heard. I think everybody on Twitter has seen my divisional rankings and replied, you suck. Um, but I I did not. I, I wasn't overly kind to the Panthers, and, again, that all stems from concerns about Cam Newton. Um, regardless, it, healthy. I, I see Cam Newton continuing with his assets, but I think you're right. If Will Greer has to come in, if he is, in fact, the backup, eh, yeah, maybe I, Ian I, Thomas sees some... See some love. Yeah, some short yardage. Yeah, I like that. And Christian McCaffrey will probably eat like he always does. Um, Fourth-round pick to the New England Patriots, Jarrett Stidham. Is he going to finally be the successor? Because we've seen Tom Brady run a number of quarterbacks out of New England. Uh, Foxborough is not a friendly place for backup quarterbacks.
0: And he's a fourth round pick. You don't see a ton of quarterbacks succeed in this league as a fourth round pick. Uh, I don't know. Could he be the successor? Possibly, but I don't think so. Interesting.
1: It's interesting.
0: Yeah, but there's no nothing that Jared Sidham's going to do this year that's going to make any impact on the Patriots' offense and in, in fantasy. You don't terms. think
1: he's going to push for the starting role, but uh, bolstering Tom Brady into his retirement finally. You know what? I hope he does that, (laughs) because then that means that would make me
0: very happy. But that means
1: the AFC North will be free again. Yeah, from our prison. I don't see that ever happening. We've been shackled to the Patriots Lombardi trophies for so long. Um, Before we get into tight ends, we're going to hear a quick word from. When is a calculator more than a calculator? When it takes me from solving math problems to exploring the universe. Staples is your back to school destination. Find all the supplies and inspiration you need. Come in store this week for our 50 cent deals Staples composition books, two pocket poly folders, 120 sheet filler paper, and 24 pack Crayola crayons, all 50 cents each. Staples, back to school and beyond. In store only. Offer in 713 19. Limit 5 on filler paper, limit 30 on comp books, folders and crayons, while supplies last. From our sponsor. All right, let's get into some tight ends. Michelle, I think the drought is finally ending in the tight end landscape. I actually really like the tight end landscape this
0: year. I'm excited. Um, I don't think you need one of the top three Kelsey, Kittle, um, or Ertz to have a successful um, year in that
1: category. So I've been taking the, my tight ends a little bit later in my dynasty startups than I did last season. Cause I feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. You have Chris Herndon
0: now, Mark oh, Andrews, yeah. Ian Thomas, Ian Thomas, some more, some more guys just to be excited for going into next season.
1: Yeah. There's, there's a lot of good guys. And I think that this tight end class could be, could be the one to, uh, to help us. Push it over the edge. Give yeah. us hopefully two more elite options. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. But I, I like the chances. <laughs> All right. So there are two tight ends here that are, are everybody's two favorite to talk about. Um, TJ Hawkinson went number eight overall to the Lions. Another first round tight end for the Lions. Uh, Matt Patricia came to the Lions from New England. I hear they like tight ends there. Just a little bit. A little bit. Um, Yet the Lions targeted the tight end at the lowest rate in the entire NFL in 2018. 12% of their targets went to the tight end position.
0: Yeah, and people are saying that's the reason why it's a bad place for TJ Hawkinson to go, and then they're kind of putting the whole Eric Ebron thing on TJ Hawkinson as well. Like, it's a totally different team than when they selected Eric Ebron. Yes, I get Matt Stafford still there, but like he did not have anyone to throw to last year. Like the tight ends on the page or on Detroit were Michael Roberts, Luke Wilson, and Levin Toyola. Toyolu. I don't Toyalola. even know how, I never even heard of him ever in my life. These guys are not someone that you want to make a huge part of your offense. Like just because you may want them to use a tight end position, you cannot just force someone to use it when they don't have any skilled players there.
1: But is it alarming to you that you see the departure of Eric Ebron and all of a sudden as soon as Ebron steps steps foot out of Detroit and into Indianapolis, he becomes super fantasy relevant? Yeah, but was there ever a time when he was in
0: Detroit that they desperately needed somebody there that... You know, Eric Ebron was the only one left in Indy at a certain point in the year. The only pass catcher left. He needed to be used. And really, when you go look at his stats, he had 750 yards. That's not crazy for a tight end. It was those 13 touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. if those touchdowns do go down next year, then he's not really any better than he was in Detroit. Um, He had a year in Detroit, 61 receptions, 711 yards. He just didn't see the touchdowns. So it's not that he wasn't used at all. And I think TJ Hawkinson will be used plenty in this offense. He knows how to block so he can get on the field right away. Uh, I I don't see a huge learning curve for him. I think he can be successful right off the bat, which isn't normal for rookie tight ends, but I absolutely love TJ Hawkinson.
1: Okay. And our second tight end, hotly contested little man, Noah Fant. Went number 20 overall to the – Denver Broncos. So
0: people are loving this landing spot because Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco loves his tight ends. Joe Flacco
1: is not the future of the Broncos. Not at all.
0: And as soon as the pick happened, I was like, and Drew Locke was still on the board. I was thinking, I don't think Joe Flacco is going to be the future quarterback here in Denver much longer. And yeah, they didn't get Drew Locke until the second. So maybe they won't rush him into the lineup, the starting lineup too fast. But if Joe Flacco starts to lose games, they're going to throw Locke in there, and Locke will be the future pretty soon. Um, if it's not 2019, it will be 2020. Will Locke use his tight ends? Will Denver, you know, make Noah Font – the focal point of their offense, maybe. But if you were excited about him before the draft, then you should still be excited for him. If you weren't excited about him, then there's no reason to be excited about him now just because he went to Denver. I don't think this is like some amazing landing spot. I think it's exactly the same landing spot as going to Detroit.
1: And I think, you know, when you're looking at the, the Ravens as an offense, you see that overall, they just have a very tight end friendly scheme I think they have five on the roster right now, and it's because they utilize that position so much. The Ravens never had wide receivers; like, I don't. They just refuse to have good wide
0: <laughs> receivers on their team, so that really stinks to the quarterbacks, and they have to use their tight ends because they actually seem to have some pretty decent ones most years um, in that position. So maybe that's why they were used much more in Baltimore, and. and Right now in Denver, they have a lot of young, good wide receivers that they want to develop as well. So I don't think they're just going to make the tight end position this huge focal point. But we'll see. I think I still really like him. TJ Hawkinson, for me, is well, well above him uh, for actually producing right away in the NFL. I think it'll take some time uh, for Fant just because he's not as strong of a blocker as Hawkinson. So he may not be able to, you know, jump on that field and succeed right away because you really have to be a strong blocker before you get too many
1: snaps. I like it. Um, next up, we've got Irv Smith drafted to the Vikings second round. Apparently there were rumors that the Vikings were fielding calls for tight end Kyle Rudolph before the draft. Um, I'm pretty sure his contract can just be voided out. Um, like with, with minimal dead cap, if any, uh, should they cut him or trade him? Not not big impact like we saw, what was this, 2017? We, we really saw a significant drop off in his production last year.
0: Uh, everyone's going to think that for Kyle Rudolph. But he actually had a hundred more yards. It's again the touchdowns. So it's all going to when it comes down to the tight end position, it's so hard because you
1: need them utilized in the red zone. Yeah, or else they're not. They're not.
0: And with amusing. Adam, with Adam Thielen, with Stephon Diggs, he was not being utilized in the, in the end zone or red zone nearly enough, and that you know that hurt his fantasy production.
1: And when you have a, no- a number of pass catching weapons in the Vikings offense, It it is hard to it, look at Kyle Rudolph as, like, a long-term fantasy asset, especially with this draft And draft Irv capital. Smith Jr.
0: is only 6'2". He's not, like, the super tall tight end. So will he be this huge red zone threat? I don't know. We'll see. I, I like the pick. I think they needed to get younger uh, and, and faster and more athletic there. So I think this really helps the Minnesota Vikings as a team. And, you know, but – I, I'm probably not looking at him in redraft at all. Uh, no, but-
1: and I'm I'm he's really falling down boards in Dynasty, and I think that's for a good reason. I think Kyle Rudolph is a fantastic, uh, real life tight end. He can block, he can do everything, but they have so many pass catchers there from a fantasy perspective. I'm staying away. Even if they do keep both of those tight ends, I, I'm not.
0: I don't see there to be much reason to have to get rid of Kyle Rudolph. I still think, like you said, a very good NFL tight end. Maybe not for fantasy um, purposes, but, you know, teams don't care about that. So they'll keep them. They'll, they'll Wait, groom fan...
1: <laughs> Wait, NFL organizations do not make decisions based off of whether or not they will be productive fantasy weapons for our teams.
0: Do you watch the Seattle Seahawks? Pete Carroll hates your fantasy football team. He
1: wants to destroy your fantasy football team. Doug Peterson also hates all fantasy football teams. I feel like you think the tides are turning there. I don't know. Any coach that uses running back by committee just hates fantasy football.
0: Stop using running back by committee. I don't care if it helps you win games. This is the year it
1: changes.
0: All right. Next up, the Bengals drafted – uh, Drew Sample with a 50 second overall pick.
1: Uh smart I, move. Yeah. They needed Their a tight, tight end. ends just literally crumble and turn to dust every single time that they make contact on the field. Are Tyler you, Croft is out of town. Yeah, he
0: went to the Bills. Are you
1: officially over Tyler Eifert? Yes. So like do you does he get another chance for you? He's fallen super like i i just did two dynasty startups and he's just completely fallen down the board like he's still on the board in like the 15th round when you're starting to take flyer picks sure if you want to hold on to him but i don't see him continuing to put himself out there like that and so he hasn't produced since 2015
0: so that was a full four seasons ago uh, we so really, think it's safe to move on when you go back and look, people were in love with this dude, right? I was one of them, 615 yards. Like, yeah, that's where he had 13 touchdowns, but never got close to that again in his career. Never was close to that before that. It was an outlier year. I think we all need to just move on. I think we have moved on, but don't, don't even consider it in redraft. Just don't don't <laughs> so I'll say now that he has to uh share with the new rookie uh drew sample i don't see being a huge fantasy um option in 2019 but he's a very good pickup for i would rather uh draft drew sample right now than erb smith jr just because of his situation i do think andy dalton likes to use the tight end position uh, i don't hate andy dalton as much as many do so i do think he can be the quarterback in cincy for at least the least next he's couple years he's a
1: fine nfl quarterback he's a game manager Um, when you look at the, the number of games played by Tyler Eifert in 2013, he played 15 games, 2014, one game, 2015, 13 games, then eight, two and four games The dude can't make it past five games. Most times out of any, any season. I like, I can't, I can't continue to rely on that. I've officially changed my mind. I don't want him in the fifteenth round of my dynasty startups. I just showed you his ceiling. Like, yeah, the touchdowns was great, but it's never happening. It's a lot more startling when you actually, go to actually look at else. the stats because you do remember these glory days of Tyler Eifert. It's not gonna be a thing. No, and I don't think many people are thinking no. it will be. But just in case you were out there, I do like Drew Sample. He, Drew not, Sample's
0: going super late in startups too. So go grab him.
1: Yeah, I if I you would want, have you want a him. good
0: potential there.
1: Um, Jay Sternberger went in the third round, seventy fifth overall pick to the Packers. Jimmy Graham is is getting up there. We saw him traded to the Packers from the Seahawks last season. Um, most people were super excited about this trade. They thought, "Wow, you know, he gets to keep like a a really really good quarterback." But Again, you didn't see that usage in the red zone that we need to make tight ends relevant. He had um, 636 yards and two touchdowns. So even when he was on the field, uh, you couldn't count on him week to week. He just didn't didn't put up the numbers that you need for, for relevance. You need red zone usage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see that being any different. Just because they they drafted a tight end relatively early in the draft, I don't see them changing the entire way that they use use the position. Um, I don't know how to say his name. Kaylee Waring, third-round 86 overall pick to the Texans. Um, I think this was more of an insurance move. One of their tight ends was arrested, I think, like the day before the draft. Yeah, it was like during the same week. They have so many third and fourth round
0: tight ends, I feel like now. I don't really know. I haven't watched a ton of wearing like film, so I don't really.
1: Situationally, though, I I don't like it. They've got a very talented wide receiver core, and I don't think that uh Deshaun Watson utilizes that position as much as we would like for yeah we've never seen
0: we've never seen Houston especially with Deshaun Watson ever utilize a tight end position ever so and I don't think this all of a sudden
1: taking a tight end in the third round is
0: going to change that
1: no I again teams can do that from like a, a a need perspective like you need the blocking and you need some pass-catching ability there. Just because they take them early doesn't mean they're going to make them the next Evan Ingram, unfortunately for us. Um, let's see who's next. We've got Dawson Knox, third-round pick, to, uh, 96 overall pick to the Bills. I like the move. I, He's very raw, so he didn't do
0: a whole lot in college. I think, like, literally his senior year he had 15 Receptions, Um, so he's definitely a raw piece. He's not going to perform right away. He is one of my favorite projects, though, to take later on. I think Buffalo—he's the
1: perfect taxi squad candidate.
0: Yeah, I think Buffalo really likes to use the tight end position. I guess we haven't seen it too much with Josh Allen, but I do think they want to get him more pass catchers there um, for Josh Allen to use. And none of the wide receivers the middle of the field
1: and and short yard usage, which I think. you know when your arm is a rocket ship you could probably benefit just from some like short range targets so um Dawson Knox Clay. is really
0: <laughs> fast so i think if he can beat some coverage on the field you know Josh Allen can throw it really far mm-hmm. we'll see if he can put it he can. in his hands <laughs> it may just he may go, miss entirely yeah. I but... love Josh Allen, but he's not the most accurate guy I think we all know that uh I like Dawson Knox as a project don't expect him to do much next year but you know a couple years from now I I, I like him if you can throw him on your taxi squad
1: he's he's 6 4 he's got the size he's 254 pounds uh 33 and a half inch arm span or arm length um those are long arms go yep. up and catch the ball. You need a good catch radius when it comes to Josh Allen, so do it up. Um Josh we, Oliver,
0: we we missed him. Third round, 69th oh, overall yes, pick to the Jaguars. He's your boy. I can't believe He is you.
1: actually. I've been I've been Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't know how I missed him here. Um third round drafted 69, 69 <laughs> overall to the Jaguars. Um came out of his senior year with 56 receptions for 709 yards, four touchdowns. Nick Foles likes the tight end position. We saw him able to work with Zach Ertz and um, Dallas Goddard. If Oliver can improve on his blocking, I think he has a chance to be an immediate asset, and he's a guy that I could picture just taking with my last pick of a redraft. Ooh, you're going to take him in a redraft. My last pick. Like, I'm talking, I, I, you know, obviously none of my leagues do kickers. We don't draft kickers because we don't have them on our teams. So I've already got my defense. I'm willing to take a flyer. That's usually when everybody sort of falls for that rookie, um like wide receiver. And I, I keep reminding myself not to fall into that trap again, but you're going to draft a rookie tight end. Yeah. I, I really like, I really like all of the things that, that we've heard from the Jags in regards to Josh Oliver they seemed super, super pumped that they fell to them um, in the early third round. So I, I like what I've heard. I, all the coach speak is, is right for me. Um, and they need, a, they need a tight end, and I know the quarterback likes the position. They want to get the tight end involved. Let's do it up. Um, yeah, Foster Morell. You like
0: him a little bit more than me.
1: I will not be touching him in redraft, but
0: I think he's a really good option um, later in Dynasty.
1: Startups. I'm clearly not alone because everybody snagged him from me and all of our dynasty. Yeah, startups. he's going pretty early. Um, if
0: I say, if I was you and you want Josh Oliver, he, a he's not going to be drafted and redraft. I don't think in like most leagues. So I'll just let him sit there. He's not going to produce at least for the first few
1: games, and then grab him. You know. Thanks. I know, but I played that game with with Pat Mahomes, and I missed out. Oh well, that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the fantasy advice, Michelle.
0: I did not give you that advice Ow. to drop him.
1: Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Foster Moreau went fourth round, 137th overall pick to the Raiders. They added AB. I think the Raiders were, were a little scared off. They did not want to get all all deep into this whole wide receiver class the way the, the Cardinals did. Um Jared Cook out of town. So there's not a ton of pass catchers still in the Raiders. I like this opportunity if Foster Moreau can produce from like a pass catching standpoint because the opportunity should be there for targets.
0: I actually really wanted the Steelers to take Foster Moreau. I was kind of sad when Oakland took him. They took him right in front of us, too. And then the Steelers took a tight end right after that, which was kind of annoying because we took a huge project. I think Foster Moreau is a little bit more developed. And I I think he can actually be really utilized in this offense. We saw how much they wanted to use Jared Cook last year. I mean, Jared Cook was the only thing left. Uh, Again, he's not going to produce right away, just like most rookie tight ends. He went later in the draft. There's no pressure to start using him right away. Uh, But I think he can be a really good option for 2020.
1: He can. not. He didn't have a super productive senior year, 272 yards, two touchdowns. But sometimes you just need the right scheme to be utilized in. And it, it was a, a tight end friendly scheme, especially if, if you do have those pass catching abilities. So I, I like the chances for him to be fantasy relevant, especially if they don't have more veteran wide receivers on the field at that point when he's developed a little bit more. Um, all right, next up, we've got grade the trade. School is back in session.
0: We have some good trades here that people send us from on Twitter. They want us to grade their trades. So our first one comes from Philip Simmons at Stats and Facts, FF. Uh, he traded away Damian Williams, Chris Carson, and David Moore, and received Delvin Cook and Justin Watson.
1: Actually, wait, we don't know which side. We don't know which side is which.
0: Oh, I guess we didn't.
1: Yeah. All right. So this is hands down easily Delvin Cook and Justin Watson for me. I don't, uh, from a dynasty perspective, I have to go with the youth and the guy that, um, is still got the potential. I, I think this is a bounce-back year for Dalvin Cook. Everybody knows that we need multiple years for ACL recovery.
0: I, I actually don't even love Dalvin Cook, and this is easily the Dalvin Cook side for me, because then when you look at the other side, Damian Williams I have no trust in, like none. Even if he's decent this year, I think this is his I, – I don't see him being the Kansas City Chiefs' option,
1: I see him being like Alex 600. Collins. What Alex Collins was last year. People took him early. People thought like, oh maybe. And yeah. no, it didn't happen. They didn't they didn't invest enough money in in him for me. Chris Carson, I You know my love for Rashad Penny. Yeah. So I think Rashad Penny's <laughs> Rashad Penny's year is here, so um,
0: and then David Moore is a nice piece, but I would much, I would just much rather have that elite running back option um, out of these two sides. So I go with the Delvin Cook, Justin Watson side. Same. And Justin Watson's a nice potential pick um, there to throw in. I like it.
1: All right. So next up, we've got um, FFIDP at FFIDP one. Todd Gurley for Marlon Mack, Cortland Sutton, a 2019 third and a conditional 2022nd. Based on appearance, performance. I don't know totally what that means.
0: Yeah, I've never actually seen that. I'm guessing it cool. means if Todd Gurley gets 1,500 scrimmage yards, maybe he throws them a 2020. Like just to, I, the NFL does stuff like that sometimes with their trades. So I understand. Um, if That's, that's the pretty case. cool. Yeah, I kind of really like that. It's an interesting little piece to throw in there to your league. But anyway, so it's Gurley or Marlon Mack, Cortland Sutton, 2019 third in a conditional 20, 20, second. Which side you got there?
1: I think you know. I got Marlon Mack, Cortland Sutton, the 2019 third, 2022nd. Oh, that's so sad. It is so sad. I'm sorry. I'm gonna probably be hated on for this. I like the youth in Marlon Mack. They didn't. They didn't draft any more running backs in Indy to make Marlon Mack any less valuable. Cortland Sutton's only coming into his stride. I think he's being massively undervalued in Dynasty right now. 2019 third is so, so whatever. But if Gurley can produce for one more year, 2020 second's not looking that bad. And that's a deep draft class everybody's super excited about. I'm going to take that all day. So, Even if Gurley has a productive year,
0: I really like Marlon Mack, but he's also scares me because if he doesn't put up a big number, a big you know a stat line this year that really produces and helps the Colts out, they move they may move on from him in 2020, especially with that deep running back class coming in. So there's a lot of pressure on Mack if he doesn't really produce, he may get his job taken. So that's what scares me there. I'm actually going with the Todd Gurley side here yes, his knee scares me but this isn't enough to sell him maybe if you can get that 2019 third up to a early 2019 second I would reconsider but I would go with the Tiger early side and I'm I'm scared of his knee
1: but I would still go with the Tiger early side all right I'm I'm still grading that trade like a a B for for the Marlin Max side yeah I, I I like the trade I would go with the B just because I'm I'm so cautious right now but uh, I, I forgot we're supposed to actually grade them. So,
0: so what are you grading that Dalvin Cook trade? A. Yeah, I, I get an A for that. Um, I'm actually in that league. And when it came through, I was very jealous. And I, again, don't like Dalvin Cook, but I was like, wow, that's really cheap to get an elite running back. So, I grade Phillips. I'm pretty sure Phillips Simmons got that side, the Dalvin Cook side. So, I grade that trade an
1: A. All right, Frank Skinduro at DHA Fuego Takes, hot, <laughs> hot takes, 12-team Superflex tight end premium Ingram and the 111 for Tyreek Hill. The trade happened after the news broke about him not being charged, before the audio came out. Whoops. Love it. Yeah, love the Ingram 111 side. Yeah, um, that side gets an A. It, unfortunate for the, the Tyreek Hill buyer. I don't I feel like if you were buying him trying to get him on the cheap right now, you kind of deserve it anyway. Yeah, no real. offense. For real,
0: yeah. I, I really like Mark Ingram this year. Uh Justice Hill doesn't scare me away from him like he does, you know, he a little bit scares uh you this season.
1: I think I my my approach is more so uh to be cautious in regards to the Ravens backfield because they do know how to utilize a running back by committee very successfully. They don't have a ton of money invested in Mark Ingram. His age is up there. But at the 111, you can get a, a really nice pick there. And I'm
0: wondering if you can maybe possibly get Hawkinson or Fant there. It is tight end
1: premium, so maybe not. But maybe you can try to trade up, you know? And the fact that it is flex tight end premium... You Know the wide receivers are probably going to drop, the running yeah. backs are going to drop because Murray in a, and Hock- a or, draft.
0: Murray and Haskins. I see going one, two a lot. Uh, so yeah, you're going to get someone really good there at the 111.
1: I like it, love it. A, you get an A. Uh, JT, if you're
0: the Ingram 111 side, a...
1: <laughs> the Ingram 111 <laughs> side gets an A. Sorry, I thought I made that clear. Uh, JT Siney, Siney, Seen. sure. At JT Scene, C-E-N-E. Doug Baldwin, the Rookie 102, Rookie 308 for Michael Thomas, Robert Woods, Rookie 111, Rookie 304. Okay. Boom. So- done. Michael <laughs> Thomas, Robert Woods.
0: He said he did not accept, but it was sent. He wanted us to discuss. Probably just wanted to blast someone out here. <laughs> don't Don't send offers like this, guys. Doug Baldwin, I- who's about to retire... Like your rookie one oh two and you wanted his rookie one eleven back. Like not only did it you It would wanna, have been
1: bad enough if you didn't ask for the rookie one eleven and the three oh four back. It would have been so bad. So
0: really all he's offering is a rookie one oh two because the other ones are Doug Baldwin and a rookie three oh eight. Yeah. So you're offering a your rookie 102 and you want Michael Thomas, because <laughs> A, you don't even get Michael Thomas for the rookie 102. So that's already terrible. And then you wanted to throw in Robert Woods, rookie 11 and 304. Come on. Come on. Let's be better than that in the fantasy community. Yeah.
1: All right. Next up, we have uh Cody with a K at A-A-K-C-O-D-Y. 12 team Superflex. So we got Josh Allen, Zay Jones, and the 112, or Philip Rivers, David Njoku, and the 106. Michelle, who you got? So the draft
0: picks kind of make it hard. To pick but I'm going with the Josh Allen side he is light years ahead of me for Philip Rivers just because of his rushing ability so s- making it super flex definitely love the Josh Allen side I'm not a massive David and Joku lover so that doesn't push me over on the Philip Rivers side. Zay Jones on the Josh Allen side you know yeah, it's sort
1: of just a, a throw in piece for potential.
0: Yeah um, and then you still get the 112 and like we just said in super flex it's going to push down some pretty good people so I would go with the Josh Allen, Zay Jones and 112 side
1: same and i would i would grade it a, an
0: a mm, yeah uh, I, so a minus the only, the only thing a- that minus. worries me is that on the josh allen side you get the 112 on the philip side you get the 106 you're going to get one of those top three running backs in montgomery uh sanders or josh jacobs at the 106 in a super flex so that's hard to give up but you'll get a pretty great wide receiver there at the 112 so i'll, I'll still stick with the josh allen side and i'm giving that a b I'll give it a B,
1: A minus for me. Uh, Trey Barrett, Barrett, at Trey T R E Y Barrett B A R R E T, ten team PPR Superflex two tight end league. Allen Robinson in a twenty twenty first for Nikhil Harry. I, I who you got?
0: Um, I'm going with the Allen Robinson
1: twenty twenty first side. I am too, and it's not because I don't love Nikhil Harry. I think he landed in the perfect spot, but I think that the Patriots it they're too smart of a football team to just force feed the ball to the, the guy that they drafted with the last pick in the first round. I'm gonna take the the proven asset he's already established in his offense, plus the twenty twenty first because the, it's a good draft class coming up. So. Yeah, so
0: since you have the 2021st, that's why I'm looking at what players are getting, because you still want production this year. You don't want to just take a 2021st and then you know kind of hurt this year. But I don't see there being a huge difference between Allen Robinson and Nikhil Harry for the first year. And then you get that 2021st where everyone's very excited about the depth there and running back and wide receiver class. So you can get someone really, really elite um, that, you know, it could work out for you. I think Allen Robinson could totally outproduce Nikhil Harry this year. And I'm not a huge Robinson truther, but, you know, he's established at least as a second year in a new system. I like it. I like it too. So the Allen Robinson side we both choose, I will give it a B.
1: I like it. Um, Danny Pogue at D-P-O-N-F-L. Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Kaelin Balaj, Lamar Jackson, Devontae Parker. Whew, that's a mouthful. For Alvin Kamara, Keenan Allen, OJ Howard, and the 209. That's a lot to take in.
0: So again, Todd Gurley. We have Gurley, Fournette, Balaj, Lamar Jackson, and Parker all on one side. And then the other side is Kamara, Keenan Allen, OJ Howard, 209. <laughs> okay. So Devontae Parker we can throw out. <laughs> 'Cause <laughs> not relevant I, to the trade. I, I I don't believe in him for one second. Uh, it's not super flex, I don't think. It wasn't said so Lamar Jackson. I am wondering who his other quarterbacks are. We don't know that. Um Balazs is a nice little add in piece there. Forna, and Gurley. So you have a lot of risky people on that side. The other side are three dominant people that I really love. Kamara, Keenan Allen, and OJ Howard in the 209. I'm going to stay with that side. Yeah, the other side gives you a little bit more depth and pieces, but they're all very risky. Uh, Even Todd Gurley now with his knee. So I'm happily taking the Kamara, Keenan Allen, OJ Howard, 209,
1: and I think that's an A plus plus. I would do the same, but for, you know, like I, I, I don't like the Todd Gurley knee. I've already established that. Leonard Fournette, I don't like his attitude. Get him off my team. Kalen Balazs, he I, I like. Either, he so. can't stay healthy, but even when he's been healthy, we've seen he's not He's not looked upon very highly by the Jaguars The more I look at this trade, the more I hate it. Sorry if you're the Todd Gurley side. Like, I love the
0: Camara side so much.
1: You're getting a lot of pieces, but again, you need all of those to pan out and... I don't see Lamar Jackson being uh, a long-term thing for fantasy.
0: If this is super flex, then the other side becomes a little bit better? because you If get it was to Lamar super Jackson. flex,
1: I probably would. Really? I would probably lean that side just for Lamar Jackson because he is... Because then you're still getting girly in
0: Fournette.
1: Yeah. yeah. And blush. It yeah. could be a, a potential... Uh, Workhorse guy. Okay, so go. Something happened. We'll say it's
0: non superflex. We're going with the Camara side. What what grade would you give it?
1: Uh, I would give it a a B. You're giving. a am giving it an A plus plus. You're giving away some really high upside players. So you're giving. You know, you're but you're getting some of the best players. You are. I I just think it can go either way, and I think like 2019 and is sort of up in the air for me for these guys. So. Um, you gave away a lot of depth to get some, some star players, which I would prefer on my team, but, um, it's, it's still TBD for me, okay. uh, bits and bits and bits at the Joe Hoffman Gurley from Mike Evans, two Oh one Naim Hines. He's the Mac owner or whoever,
0: you know, is on that side would be the Mac owner, um, Lots of Todd Gurley is what we're seeing. A lot of people are trading Todd Gurley this off season. Um, this actually, you get a lot back for. Like Mike Evans who is both of our boys. Like yeah. we love him. We, I we love him.
1: Mike Evans in Dynasty. We have him ranked very highly, um, especially in Dynasty. And he's a—he's so young. He's 25 years old. He's going to be a Dynasty asset for a really long time. He's a clear-cut one on his team. Honestly, um, if it was just Mike Evans for Gurley, I would—I would, I would the Mike still Evans do setup. it. So you're getting the 201 and Naeem Hines back and you own Marlon Mack so you, you, you trade gets some... trade gets an A from me. You're getting you're getting a lot of value there on your Todd yeah. Gurley. Like I said I would just do
0: Mike Evans for t- or like I would want the Mike Evans side over just Todd Gurley. So throw in an extra 201, that 201 that you can get a great person there. Um, great potential pick um there and then Naeem Hines who I really like as well. So yeah, you killed that. Trade. Hopefully you're the Mike Evans side, and I give it another A plus plus plus.
1: A plus. I must.
0: I would be the nicest teacher. Actually, yep. guys, I've been a teacher
1: <laughs> before, and I was not nice. <laughs> if so, but you were a fair grader. I was a fair grader. Yeah. There you go. Um, let's see. Bearded shotgun at bearded shotgun. Dalvin Cook, Josh Rosen, twenty twenty six. Huh. Or Adam Humphreys, Ronald Jones, the one hundred five, two hundred eight, three hundred 2021. <laughs> That's a lot. Taken.
0: All right. So you got Dalvin Cook, Josh Rosen, 2026 round. I'm Six going round. Adam. That's a
1: deep rookie. That's deep rookie. Um, Maybe it's a 10 teamer or just deep rookies. Possibly. Um, I'm going Adam Humphreys, Ronald Jones, 105, 208. 105, you might be able to get David Montgomery there. That's I'm seeing David Montgomery making it to the 105 in
0: most rookie drafts.
1: I will take that all day. There's a lot of depth. I you can get one of those flyer wide receivers in the second round, or you can. I've seen uh, Devin Singletary fall into the second here in a lot of startups. Um, yeah, especially at 208,
0: you can probably get him there. I'm seeing him fall very far. Or you I could
1: trade use that 208 to trade up a little bit. Yeah, you can um, use the 208 and 305 to trade up earlier in that. That second side round. wins for me all day. I I like Dalvin Cook this season. I don't think Josh Rosen's going to be relevant this and season. and you have to throw in that twenty twenty first
0: and Ronald Jones is on that side as well, so so I, much
1: upside for me yeah,
0: I definitely go with the ronald jones 105 twenty twenty first side
1: yeah and that gets an, that gets an A for me. you got so many pieces back, and it just it comes down to hitting on those rookie picks. Mm-hmm. I usually err on the side of going with the veterans and going with the proven talent, but Ronald Jones is still just so up in the air for me. You don't know what sort of opportunity he's going to see. If he sees the field, I mean, you saw Peyton Barber get a ton of carries, and he was actually a decent fantasy at set, so maybe he gets a fresh start this season. Uh, Fantasy semi-pro at not a real semi-pro. Superflex startup draft, Saquon's on the board. The 102, 302, and 502 for the 103. 207 and 407. So you know my thoughts here.
0: I'm not taking Saquon Barkley, even if I had the 102. So I would happily move down one more spot, spot, take the 103. Um, I'm guessing it's super flex. Patty Mahomes maybe went at the 101. um, And that's why Saquon's still on the board. I'm taking Elliott here. Going, taking the one hundred and three, I'll happily move up five spots um, from the three hundred and two up to the two hundred and seven, and then from the five hundred and two up to the four hundred and seven. So I'm going with that one hundred and three, two hundred and seven, four hundred and seven side, and that's an A for me. Good work, that's, yeah, really good work. And but I just think we're A plus. We, we, would both easily take Ezekiel Elliott over Saquon Barkley, or even I'm even taking CMC over Saquon Barkley in most startups. So
1: especially if it's a PPR format, yeah. I,
0: And I'm trading down. I mean, I'm trying to trade down. So if you get the opportunity here, perfect.
1: Yeah, I I don't think uh, there's enough positional difference uh, in in what point production you're going to get out of Saquon versus CMC to make those other picks not worth that. Agree. Last but not least, VAS09 at VAS039. Brandon Cooks or Tyler Boyd in a mid-2021st? Ooh. That's challenging for me, but I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd in the mid 2021st. So you don't like Brandon Cooks as much as I do?
0: I really like Cooks. I think he's a really awesome fantasy asset to own, and people don't give him enough credit.
1: I I think people are giving him a lot of fantasy credit. I feel like he's he's a little overdrafted, which is why I – I'm not as interested in Brandon Cooks just because they do have so many pass-catching op-, op. So with Todd options. Gurley
0: being a little bit more hurt, right, not being able to play as many snaps, not seeing so much focus in that offense, do you think that helps Cooks or hurts him?
1: Because I think it'll help. See, I, I think that what they might do with Todd Gurley is, is flip him out to – take snaps as a wide receiver more.
0: They did do that the first game he was injured. They they cupped him in there and they were using him, and he had like 12 targets or something or even more. It was crazy. And you're going to get Cooper Cup back in
1: that offense. So
0: you think Tyler Boyd is the real thing, and you think he's going to keep producing like he did in 2018, with,
1: even in the new system?
0: I don't know. I, I think I'm going Tyler Boyd in the mid-2022nd first. I think
1: Boyd's floor is, is high enough for me that I'm willing to take him on and then get that mid 2021. It's going back.
0: to hurt this season, but I think it'll be the best for your team in the future. So I would go with the Tyler Boyd side mid 2021 and I'm giving it a B minus. Yeah, I would say, I I would go B. I'm not doing that trade, and I'm thrilled. That's the issue. Like I'm not thrilled for twenty nineteen when it comes to this trade, but I do, I do have to remind myself if I did this trade, this is the best thing for my future. So that's why I'm giving it that. Would that
1: be it's and especially not exciting, if you're not good. as it, it's definitely not the flashy side of the trade. It's, um, you know, if and I'm really sad to get rid of Brandon
0: Cooks. Like that would make me really sad.
1: But if you're sort of rebuilding, or if you're looking to to get those future assets, that's definitely the way to go. Um, but it's a close trade, so it's I, very close. Um,
0: I wouldn't be upset if I was the Brandon Cooks side, like, or if you told me that you're the Brandon Cooks side. I don't think that's bad either. Um, it's, it's close.
1: All right. Well, we're going to be we're going to be scooting on out of here. We're going to twice a week episodes in case you missed our our last episode. Um, we do want to give a quick shout out before we head out for today too, to the CFF on campus podcast. Scott Bogman, John Lobb, Justin Heisey bring you fantasy football info at its finest. John Lobb and Justin Heisey bring their expertise to the stable while Scott Bogman hosts. Fantrax brings you the best platform and information for college football. Dynasty season is, is rearing up. Don't, don't rest on the CFF podcast to get you your best info. Um, start scouting those, those teams early. Get going there um, and, and be one step ahead of your league mates. Please give us a follow on Twitter. Subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast. wherever you're listening to us right now. Um, iTunes, leave us a review. Every, every single review helps, even if you just tap that five-star button. We know it's five-star. Um, do those things. Support us on Patreon. We do have a Patreon page up. Um, get access to our exclusive Slack group chat. Uh, talk to us there. But either way, keep talking to us. We love the interaction. I'm Kate at FF FFBallBlast.
0: And I'm Michelle at BallBlastem. Follow E-M. us
1: on Twitter. And we will see you later this week. Bye, guys. Bye.